0: to the flag hunting podcast bonus edition as we are joined by at nick's mlb picks a good friend of mine and a good friend of ours uh it's just me today but uh yeah ian had some other obligations but glad to be jumping on with you nick and i'm glad to have you and we're do truly apologize that this is not before opening day but at least we're making it happen now so yeah we'll we're, in. We're, we're getting it in there it
1: was it's been a crazy couple of weeks for both of us so
0: it definitely well, I'm has. Sto-
1: I'm stoked to be on. What's that?
0: No, so it definitely has. It's been it's been busy. We, we really wanted to fit you in last week, but we had a, a lot going on with the Martinsville Masters. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess to get us going here, obviously to start off, we're going to plug you at the very beginning and we'll plug you at the end. But for anybody who is looking to get into uh, some baseball betting, it kind of fits under our, under our banner here of flag hunting as we are betting pennants here. Uh, but, yeah, we have at Nick's MLB Picks on Twitter. Yeah. Um, avid baseball better you'll find tons of action on his twitter and tons of bets every single day um but yeah nick let's get into a little bit so obviously um we'll let the fans know what we have going on here i am a pretty avid yankees fan nick is a pretty avid red oh, yeah. Sox fan it's a wonder that we have been friends for this long because we <laughs> are on opposite sides of the rivalry but yeah i guess just tell us a little bit about your uh, your baseball break- background as a whole and maybe how you got into betting baseball in the last what two years now yeah, uh, about about two
1: years. It's um, just like most kids, played baseball, you know, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I am a diehard Boston sports fan, so that will probably make a lot of people a little nauseous to hear. Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, uh, love them all. Um, main sport is baseball, obviously. I go nuts for my Red Sox. Somehow me and Chris actually made it through – the wild card game last year we watched red sox yankees (laughs) together which i don't know how we made that happen but one of us ended the night happy but um (laughs) normally how it goes yeah but so started betting baseball two years ago just listening to got on board with ian hearing him talk and everything about his bets and everything and i was like you know what i'm gonna get into baseball and Two years ago, dabbled in it. Last year, went all in, balls to the wall. Had a, a really good second half of the year. First year was a lot of, a lot of lessons learned, do's and don'ts, lots of never do's again. But the second half was was a blast, and um, we're starting to pick back up here today too, with these bets.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, and I guess very poor job on uh, introducing you as well as i should have mentioned that a lot of times on our podcast we we mention our group chat and uh nick is part of that group chat and we all kind of specialize in different things so obviously me and nascar ian golf um, nick being the baseball part of the chat so we get our, our baseball fix from nick so but yeah to kind of go on what we saw last year from nick um if you look at his twitter header here um, his 2020 record overall in baseball betting was 211 Wins 156 losses in the betting market, 23-6 and six on his locks, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, and then so far this year, obviously, he's 17-15-3, and three, so still over 500. And looking to hopefully get green today. We were just talking about before we jumped on, a really good day today that we're looking at, um, today being Tuesday the 12th. But, yeah, so Nick, tell us a little bit about what, um, what everybody can find on your Twitter daily and kind of what you – What what they'll normally find and what you kind of specialize in from a a day-to-day basis.
1: So I am a teacher, so my my mornings are a little crazy. I do most of my my process the night before, get all that stuff in. I'm a pencil paper guy, so I write everything down, have all my tabs opened up on my computer. Um, And I try to get most of my picks in before noon, so everybody can kind of get them in on their lunch break, things like that. And if I see anything throughout the day, I'll just add it on top of what I have released at noon. But I love first five bets. Um, it's clean. Starting pitching is some of the more easier things to predict. Bullpens can get a little crazy. There are a few bullpens that I really go to that I like to. Um, I like to tag along with. But for the most part, I love the first five bets and I love strikeout props. You're not going to see many batter props total bases, home runs, just not just not as predictable. And to me, not worth the – you'll have more losses than wins, but you may end up green, but it's just a lot more frustrating to me. I, I, I do like the first fives, pitcher props, and um, some full games.
0: Yeah, and to give people kind of a, a background for if you've never bet baseball before, um, F5 being uh, if the game was to end after five innings – um so like obviously like you know like today i think we had a few so like we had mariners f5 so if the mariners at the end of the fifth inning had to lead you win the bet so this is very um it's a very popular bet among baseball bettors because like nick said you can kind of bank on if you've got a stud starting pitcher going out there for one team and maybe you know weak offensive side on the other um those are the ones he's going to really hit um and then obviously the other side of that he mentioned uh k props pretty easy over under books give you a number, Um, you know, he's weighing, you know, strikeout, you know, K nine percentage uh, against a team that's maybe good or bad on the road or good or bad against a righty or lefty. So a lot of the things that he's weighing in there for those bets. So anybody who may be an amateur better, that's kind of your, your quick one-on-one on that. Uh, But yeah, I guess one thing that I kind of wanted you to touch on there that you didn't, but uh, I'm going to lead into it. So the one thing that I love about Nick's picks is every once in a while, He has one that he is just absolutely feeling himself over. And that's when you'll see him put that lock symbol on his Twitter. And that's the one that you're going to bet the mortgage on. Um, So, yeah, like you said, last year in your locks, you had 29 locks all of last year and you were 23 and six in those locks. So hell of a percentage. Uh, I think we are 0-1 this year on the first one this year, but um, obviously you've got a really good track record from last year. So yeah, do you wanna do you wanna go into the into the locks and kind of uh, on uh, what they can expect to see from those? Yeah, um, if you see if
1: you see them lock emojis, you better hammer it. All right, um, I don't throw them around. It's called a lock of the day, but um, they are they are not every day. Opening day, I saw one of the most beautiful numbers I've ever seen on Corbin Burns. Uh, absolute stud going up against the Cubs, who I made a boatload of money on last year, fading, uh, hammering all the strikeout props. They led the league in strikeouts. Uh, Corbin Burns over six and a half strikeouts. All right. I believe he hit this number in 20 out of... He he hit this number 20 games, only missed this number seven games last year. Um, And he did not come close on opening day. Uh, And I, I hammered it. I put put the max play, which I do five units. My locks will typically be five units. Um, sometimes it'll be three, but most, most of the time it'll be five. I'm not going to slap the lock logo on it. If it's, if it's not worth five units. So last year was, was an amazing run. I believe, I believe we we're at about eight in a row
0: at one point. So, yeah, sounds about right. It was, it's always fun. Like literally, as soon as you see that in our group chat, we just, we always went wild. And, uh, and this is, this is totally out of, out of left field, but
1: favorite moment from last year. I think it was night number eight, not night in a row of eight, but lock number eight in a row. It was the Marlins team total runs. I think they were playing. I don't remember. Maybe I fade Vince Velasquez a ton. If you see <laughs> VV day on my page, it is Vince Velasquez. That's because this dude blows, and he was lighting it up today and got super lucky Two warning track shots with runners on base. Uh, That Marlins bet should have cashed, but it pushed. Anyways, Sandy Leone, end of the season, just a moonshot. Worst hitter in baseball, Sandy Leone cashed our eighth lock in a row. I was losing my mind. The night before we had a lock, Dylan Carlson knocked it in with a grand slam. It was just a hell of a run last year. So I'm hoping to pick back up on those today. I'm still recovering from that Corbin Burns prop. There's been a couple... Bets that I've thought about slapping the lock label on, but I've steered cleared and played it safe. And um, I wanted to kind of just warm up, and we're we're getting simmering. Today's been a really good day, so
0: sounds like a, a good time to hop on board. Oh yeah, yep. All right, so with that being said, we're going to get into uh, that's kind of the day-to-day process that you'll see from the next page. And obviously, you know, it's it's fun to uh, to kind of build your bankroll real slow in the baseball market and kind of just mm-hmm. watch it slowly grow. Whereas, as me and Nick, you're, uh, for me and Ian's pod, you're looking for more of the, the bigger payday outrights on the weekend. So, um, but from time to time, you'll see us, you know, we hope to kind of have some collaborations with Nick in the future where we can maybe pair, you know, maybe there's a guy at the top that we really want to bet like a calm or a Kalwar, or like a, you know, Kyle Larson, or someone at the top of the board. That's just an unbettable number. Like, okay, take this week, for example, uh, we just got done recording the uh, Bristol Dirt podcast and Kyle Larson is currently plus 450. I think that is an absolutely unbettable number. So you may see us in the future run a coll- collab with Nick to say, Hey, Nick, I really want to bet Kyle Larson, but it's unbettable. This number, do you have an absolute lock, you know, coming up in the next few days that we can, we can parlay it with. So you may see that in the future, but um, the one thing that we uh, were um, able to bet and still can bet um, currently that we didn't get to do before the season started, but these are features um, for the MLB. Um, we've got team features, we've got player features, we've got uh, award features, um, tons of stuff that you can find on Nick's page. If you go to his um, pinned tweet on his page, he placed a, uh, about a novel worth of bet, some features. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna hit on a few of these here. Some of these are still available, obviously like the team props and the I think the award picks are still available. Player props, I'm sure you can find somewhere out there in the books. I just know in the book that we use, I don't see them currently available anymore, but I'd still like to touch on them just to kind of see, you can kind of follow along with us to see kind of what we, uh, what we're looking for later on this year to catch out on. But we'll start with the team futures here. So I'm seeing seven here listed that you have a pinned tweet on, uh, but I know for sure there's one here that you were absolutely stoked to place before the season and you were grilling us in the group chat to go ahead and get that bet in and that's the Padres NL champs and Padres World Series champs so now's your chance Nick plead your case on why these San Diego Padres are not only your your second team in the Major League Baseball now I think official officially excuse me but why you're in on them uh, so hard this year so two years
1: ago I think it was the Padres
0: went crazy trading
1: prospects landing all kinds of pitchers um they had Nando breaking out um everything going on with San Diego and I told myself last year when they traded for this is I think two years ago they traded for Clevenger at the deadline and he wasn't going to pitch the next year and I was like damn Clevenger is a stud and he's not healthy right now but I just looked at everything they had going on and I was like this team's gonna win the World Series next year I've been telling myself that all last year and there have been times where I'm like uh I don't know about it, but um, especially these last few days, man. First two days, you Darvish pitched a no-hitter for six innings. Shaw Mania, a no-hitter for six innings. Um, the bullpen blew you Darvish's no-hitter, um, but they, they pulled them both. Um, obviously, it's against the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are horrific. Uh, they're one of my fades, too. Season under 67.5 wins. I just, in that. Western Division in the National League. This is going to be a long year for Diamondbacks fans. So if you're a if you're a D-backs fan, I apologize. I used to love the Diamondbacks, but they just don't have a lot going on for them. But um yeah, when Tatis comes back, man, that lineup is is nasty. And right now, you look at their lineup and it's it's nothing special. It's it's not I wouldn't even say a top 10 lineup in baseball, but they're going to make a move at the deadline. Um, They have so many prospects still to move around so many pitching so much pitching depth. They're going to make a splash. They're going to sign a big bat. Um, And the pitching it's every year. If you have a rotation, I mean, that rotation can win them three games in a playoff series. I just think the the Padres have had good value. A lot of people were fading them, too. Uh, I just really liked them. And now if the Dodgers win the World Series, am I going to be surprised? No, I'm just not betting the Dodgers at what they were to win the World Series. Those odds are just unbettable for one team out of 30 teams to win the World Series. So if you want to just put your mortgage on the Dodgers to win the National League or the World Series, that's a smart bet. I'm just not going to bet that.
0: Yeah, of course. So I will say, though, uh, based on what you have on Twitter and what I'm seeing on um Currently listed, has the odd have the odds changed on the Padres? Can we get a better number now on them? I can look, but I'm not sure. Um, I mean, DraftKings has them at plus 1600, and Bovada has them at uh, plus 1800. Then yeah, you can get a
1: better number on them right now. I got them at plus 1500. So I got them at 15 to one to win the World Series. Okay, so you've
0: got a you got a typo on your on your on your twitter then because you got plus 150 so i was like
1: uh (laughs) yikes yeah that's a typo for sure um yeah well i can't fix that (laughs) you can't edit stuff on twitter (laughs) yeah it's definitely it's 15 to 1 is what i got him at and it was it was 14 to 1 when i told myself i was gonna bet it and then uh, the tatis injury came out and then it dropped a little bit but i was i was hoping it would drop some more so most of the books dropped it more I don't know why they're, um, I mean, Nick Martinez last night, too, was their fourth, fifth, maybe in sixth starter. And he was, I mean, he made Giants hitters look stupid last night, too.
0: Yeah, but, not to mention they also have, you know, they called up C.J. Abrams, which is, you know, a very high-profile prospect. Um, they traded for my boy, Luke Voigt, which that's, you know, that's huge for them. Yeah. Huge for Voigt, huge for San Diego, I think, especially with, you know, Eric Cosmer's not necessarily a, uh yeah, stud bat and that, and at his age no. anymore. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, so obviously the San Diego pick is is a lot of fun. I think San Diego, San Diego, like you said, is a very up and coming team. Um, and as the guy that we label, or yeah, I guess you label yourself as, the fountain of youth in our dynasty baseball mm-hmm. leagues, um, you're all over the the prospect market. Um, so yeah, who else? I guess do the Padres have anybody else? You know, in the in the wake of coming up here, other than C.J. Abrams, or is he kind of like the real big the real big guy?
1: Mackenzie Gore
0: Um, uh yeah Yeah, he'll be up man and he was broken
1: right like they were throwing the y word around and if you're not super familiar around what that is in baseball it's it's the yips and um people don't like to hear that word but a lot of people were saying mckenzie gore had the yips his mechanics were all out of whack um Two years ago in the COVID season, everybody was wondering why the Padres weren't calling up McKenzie Gore, and they were—they had Ryan Weathers up and a bunch of other prospects. Um, but, yeah, and and he seems like he really locked in and dialed in. He was disgusting in spring training. His first AAA outing was outstanding. And uh looks like Blake Snell has a, a little injury too, um, and that's not surprising. Blake Snell's hurt a lot. Um, but if any one of those guys, Clevenger has been coming back, from surgery as well. Um, Mackenzie Gore will be up for sure. And, I mean, hes he was the number one pitching prospect in baseball for two years, and all of a sudden he fell off the face of the planet because of how bad he was. But even if he comes up and is a long reliever for them, I mean, that's one of the best long relievers in baseball. So they, they have a lot going for them. Um, they, they traded a lot of their depth in their system – Joe Musgrove they traded for, Clevenger. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving out some more. I mean, they just traded for Luke Voigt, but I don't I don't remember the details of that trade.
0: But yeah, the Padres, they, they've done a lot the right way. All right, so with that being said, we're going to go to another team bet you made that I'm actually not on board with. And we've talked All about right. this a little bit, but I want you to plead your case to the rest of the fans here who maybe are either on my side, or maybe they can be convinced, though, so to your side. So, Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, AL champs. So, obviously, with us being Yankees Red Sox fans, we're very tuned in to the AL East. But, man, I think the talk of the town of the AL right now is the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so, to me, I sought the Rays in as, like, third or fourth just in the AL East, but you've got them as the AL champs. So, I'm going to give you a chance to, for the second time, try to plead your case to me, because I'm still not on board. Yeah, so... Tampa. All right. Listen. You look at their team.
1: It's like, "What?" All right. They do this every year. They don't spend any money. But they are spending money. They paid Wander Franco. They were all in on Freddie Freeman. All right. They they were I think a year off of the Dodgers offer to Freddie Freeman. Um I think they're also going to splash at the deadline. But they traded Austin Meadows. I think they're three hitter in their lineup for a terrible player, Isak Paredes, and I think they got better because they're they've called up Josh Lowe, their top prospect, other than Wander was their top prospect last year. Um, and then they have Vidal Bruhan, who's probably going to be called up too. He's got 80 grade speed, and he's not a Billy Hamilton guy. All right, I think he has like a 55, 60 hit tool. Like it's just insane. The the guys that the Rays are going to be getting throughout the year. Um, Luis Patino just got hurt through two thirds of an inning yesterday, got hurt. Um, I'm really high on him. Shane Boz is a, is a flamethrower. He had, a, um, a cleanup surgery in his elbow. He'll be back too. um, Tampa. They'll, they'll win 90 games. They'll win 90 games every year and they're going to be in it. And they've gotten smacked around two years in the playoffs. And I, I just think they've, they've learned, they've learned what to do in the world series or the playoffs. Um, and I, th- I think they're ready. I really do. I think they're going to make a big splash at the deadline, too. Not no, not saying they can win a World Series, but um, I think they they can win the American League. And now, same thing I said about the Dodgers. If you want to go bet on the Blue Jays to win the American League, go for it. That number, to me, is unbettable, especially for a team that missed the playoffs last year. Okay? This team didn't make the playoffs last year. Are they loaded? Absolutely. They also lost Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray. All right? They lost the third place American League MVP votes, um, and they lost the American League Cy Young award winner. They got Kevin Gossman, who's good. I don't love Jose Barrios. He's not an ace. But um, they have a legit rotation. I love the Yusei Kikuchi signing. I like the Matt Chapman trade they made. So, um, I love love the Blue Jays, but I'm just not betting them at that number. And I can't go on here and be a Red Sox homer either.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, you mentioned how the Padres have four or five just like absolute stud starters. And I just don't I don't see that for for Tampa. I mean, right now, they're one and two is Shane McClanahan and Corey Kluber. And you can go ahead and write in a, an injury for Corey Kluber. So that's yeah. just my thoughts. But uh, obviously, uh, I'm not the baseball guy. Drew Rasmussen. All right. And maybe you're probably like Drew
1: Rasmussen. It, that's FFA. exactly what I'm saying. All right. Drew Rasmussen is a good pitcher. All right, he might not. He's not going to spin six innings. He's going to throw four innings, and then it'll be a bullpen game. And the Rays can do bullpen games. That's how they win. All right, they patch it here. They patch it here. They play the matchups. It's analytic central. That's how they win. That Drew Rasmussen. All right, Shane McClanahan, Corey Kluber. Um, their bullpen is nuts. All right, like I said, they have Shane Boz coming back eventually, and Luis Patino will be in down the stretch too. And as I mentioned earlier, the Rays are not. A big market team. But I will not be surprised if the Rays make
0: a trade down the stretch as well. Okay. I thought with Nelson
1: Cruz last year.
0: Well, I mean, if that's the case. And they get off to the, the start that they always get off to where they're sitting atop the AL, AL East. And we're all like, how? How? How does this happen every year? And then they make a trade. Well, then, yeah, obviously you're sitting pretty. So I'm done asking ask. now, man. I have faded the Rays for too many years. I'm done. <laughs> I'm on them. All right, so we'll do two more uh, some two more team features here. Um, I think the Braves and Champs, I think that just makes a ton of sense. So we'll we'll gloss over that one. But you've got Phillies, yes, playoffs at minus 110. But, I mean, honestly, Phillies, dark horse to uh, potentially even win the NLEs, too. I know that Phillies are a team that you were really feeling this year. So want to talk about the Phillies a little bit? Yeah, they signed Nick
1: Cassianos. They signed Kyle Schwarber two sluggers now the phillies might be the worst defensive baseball team in the history of modern day major league baseball right like they're they're horrible you may have seen alec bohm three throwing errors last night in the field um they're they're a hot mess but they're gonna hit so many home runs all right the lineup and i don't have it in front of me right now off the top of my head bryce harper jt real muto um kyle schwarber nick Cassianos. I'm leaving one big bad out, oh, Reese Hoskins, but in my opinion, I think Reese Hoskins sucks. But dude is going to hit 30 home runs. I'm leaving out a name to
0: Gene Segura, DD, but those aren't big guys. You said J.C. Robita, are you right? I said, yep. Yeah. I'm looking, so I'm looking at the roster right now. So it's obviously you've got J.C. Robita, you got Alec Baum, Johan Camargo, D.D. Gregorius, Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura, Bryson Stott, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Um. Bryson Stott
1: wasn't the guy I was thinking of. I guess... Um, but Bryson Stott is a really, really safe prospect. He's great defensively, good contact skills. Um, he's he's a good mix for their lineup um from all those power guys. And saying power guys is like kind of disrespectful because those guys make good contact. Nick Cassianis is one of the most pure hitters in baseball. Um and their rotation, um I like their rotation as well. We need to get Zach Wheeler healthy, but he pitched good today, too. So their rotation, let's look at it. Zach Wheeler, and it looks like there's a gap right here. But anyways, oh, Aaron Nola. I'm not a huge Aaron Nola fan. But Ranger Suarez, yesterday he was bad, which he wasn't bad. It was the the errors. Kyle Gibson is serviceable. His underlying stats are terrible. And Zach Eflin is a lot of, a lot of guys' analytics darling. So a lot of guys are pretty high on him, too. And they reinforced their bullpen. I think they blew... 20 plus saves last year if they saved half of those ball games they win the the nl east all right so that's the big difference makers they signed cork nable and a few other arms for their bullpen and i think that was the right thing to do and that lineup is just ridiculous
0: yeah no i feel you i, I like this bet logs. i think the phillies are uh Feels like they're always a little bit under the radar because the Mets are somehow favored to win the NL East every single year, and it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> no, no, so. this year of all years, I can see it a little bit, but still, the Braves are better. The Braves are just a better team. Hundred percent, definitely agree with that. All right, so one last one team bet you've got here is the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. No, to make the playoffs. This was a little shocking to me. Uh, I don't. It's probably because of their pitching, I'm assuming, or maybe because of the other teams in their division, but their lineup, I think, is very similar to what you just said with the Phillies. I think they've got a lot of really, really good hitters. So, yeah, what's your case here for for the Cardinals? I don't like their lineup, frankly. Um, I'm
1: not in love with their lineup, and I'm not in love with their pitching. Um, Dakota Hudson, Stephen Matz, Miles Michaelis, Adam Wainwright, Jordan Hicks, Um, and then you also have... um, Jack Flaherty, who's banged up right now, too, which me and Chris have had some discussions about Jack Flaherty. Never <laughs> been a fan. Dude is not an ace. Had one good year. Actually, it was like a good few months. Anyways, but, yeah, and uh, Dylan Carlson, he was a top-ten prospect for, for a long time, and he's a serviceable serviceable hitter, good outfielder. Paul Goldschmidt, great hitter. All right, love Paul Goldschmidt. Tyler O'Neill, strikeout rate is ridiculous. All right. Um, it's going to be hard to replicate what he did last year, but his power is undeniable as well. Nolan Arenado, he's been selling out for power the last couple of years since he got moved from course. Batting average has dropped a lot. His hard hit rates are not super impressive. Not a huge Nolan Arenado fan. Now, we're going to talk about this team defensively. This is the best defensive team in baseball. They make their pitching better. They save more runs than any team in baseball. Um, I just am not sold on this lineup. I do have to say, though, Paul DeYoung spent um, – I want to say he spent this offseason with a guy who's worked with J.D. Martinez in the past and has kind of changed his approach and everything. And I do think Paul DeYoung is kind of a sneaky hitter this year. I think – I was very tempted to bet his home run total this year, and he's done it before, but I just don't love the Cardinals, and I, I think – there's too many good teams in the national league that are going to be in ahead of them. Um, the Dodgers, the Padres, the giants, the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves. Um, and these are, I just named six teams that are both uh, NL West teams and NL East teams. And um, then you got the Brewers too. So I just think there's a lot of good teams ahead of the Cardinals. The only way I could see them sneaking in is the Brewers have been horrible. And um, they can steal some games playing the Pirates and the Reds however many times a year they play them.
0: But we've got... But the, but the part you're glossing over here is the fact that Albert Pujols is returning to St. Louis. I mean, come on now. The storylines here, Nick. Come on. Dude,
1: you got Wainwright's last year, Yachty Molina's last year, Pujols' last year. This bet has everything going against me, man. It really <laughs> does. And listen, the Brewers have been terrible. Like, if the Brewers don't I mean, that's four games, all right? Maybe five, I don't remember. But the Brewers need to pick it up, which they will. Their their bats are always a little sketchy, but they find ways to win games. It's been their pitching that's been bad. But at the end of the day, I just don't think the Cardinals are better than any of those
0: teams that I named earlier. I just don't think they can sneak in. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just. It feels like the team of destiny to me. Like It feels like this is a good team that comes out of nowhere. And now last year, I think they – it was ridiculous. I want to say they won 15, 16
1: games in a row. That yeah. was the only reason they made the playoffs last year. Last year, they were not a playoff team. Defensively, they were. Wainwright pitched great. They somehow got the most out of John Lester, too, um, and, and a handful of other guys. But and um, I forgot to mention Stephen Matz is on the with the Cardinals this year, too. I hate Stephen Matz. never been a fan. <laughs> I just think he's terrible. But they got a great defense. They make every pitcher better. So that's the only thing I can say about him.
0: There you go. All right, so let's let's shift over to some award bets. So you've got you know Cy Young, MVP, your rookie of the year bets for each league here. Um, so there's a lot going on here, but um, you know we're we're both AL AL guys, so I want to focus on the AL obviously, and then we'll 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 talk about our favorites from the NL. But we'll start from the top here with the AL Cy Young. You've got Justin Berlander, 12 to 1 to win Cy Young, and Noah Syndergaard, Thor, 40 to 1 to win Cy Young. So I guess which of these two is is your favorite and and why so? I I like Verlander,
1: obviously, 12 to 1. Um, Looking at those odds, I just think it's Garrett Cole. I mean, I've I've said this a lot. The number's unbettable. For a year-long bet, I'm not going to be out that much money or that time of that money for not a great reward. And Verlander's done it before. The last time he pitched, he led the league in strikeouts. And if you play fantasy baseball, he was the number one player in points leagues, like player flat out as a pitcher. Um, and I think the Astros are going to get the most out of him. I believe that he has a clause in his contract that if he throws 120 innings or 160 innings, I can't remember, then he gets another year. So it's he, the option it options him back in and he gets a huge bonus. And anyway, so he's old, right? The Astros, they're not going to baby him. They're, they're going to let him rip all year. I think he's going to strike out a ton of batters. His ratios are going to be great. He's on an amazing team. He's going to win a lot of ball games, and I think his number was the the best value on the board compared to where some other guys were. And um, Syndergaard, forty to one. I that I couldn't pass up that number, forty to one. Um, he's on a prove it deal, a one year deal with the Angels, and he looked pretty damn good on Sunday night baseball. I think it was versus the Astros. I mean, he he made some of those Astros hitters look like scrubs. Which say what you want about the Astros, they got a good lineup. So I was feeling pretty good about that bet. Hopefully hopefully we can catch some of these. These awards picks are always dart throws. It's it's always craziness, but I think we got two dang good pitchers and there was nobody down the board as far as Syndergaard that could win it. And I believe last time I looked at his number, it's already down to twenty five to one.
0: That's always good to see. So out of curiosity, what was uh what was Robbie Ray's number last year? you know? Did you see anybody that maybe had a ticket on him? I didn't, but it was um, – I heard on one
1: podcast that I was listening to, some guys talk about it, but there were not a lot of people on it. But Robbie Ray, I mean, if you want to bet him to win the Cy Young again, he's in a bigger ballpark this year. Um, he walked some guys the other day, but I like Robbie Ray too. Okay, His so number was just not that's great. Kind
0: of, that's kind of what I was getting at though was what is uh... – a Who's the guy? Maybe deep down the board this year, if you can remember. I know we don't, we can't see it in front of us right now, but if you remember, like a real deep, deep, deep cut. Do you remember one that you may like? Um, so like from last year, you're talking about? Yeah, this year for this year. Like you didn't post any because you didn't. But did you did you maybe place any deeper cuts that maybe you didn't actually post on Twitter?
1: Uh, no, it was it was Guard forty to okay. one. Okay. I, I don't think. Uh, I wouldn't go any lower than that. I think it would be throwing money away at that point.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So I like these next two. These are fun. Um, the AL MVP, I love these two bets. Luis Robert, or I guess it's Robert, but I'm still going to say Robert until <laughs> the, the day he retires or if he corrects me personally. It just sounds more fun. But Luis Robert at <laughs> 25 to 1, or Byron Buxton at 40 to 1. I know Byron Buxton is absolutely crushing to start the season. And I know that because he's on my fancy team. But yeah, he's batting 333 with three home runs already in his first 15 at bats. So that I know that number has to have moved by now. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know what Luis Robert Robert's looking like so far this year, but you've got to be feeling good about these because I know for a fact these are off to these guys are off to hot starts.
1: Oh yeah, dude, I am. I was absolutely stoked this week. So I mean, I were only what five days into the baseball season, but Verlander and Syndergaard, man, they they duelled it out the other night in Los Angeles. Um, they both looked like aces. Not a not a huge strikeout um, game, but they they were just it was really good pitching. And Luis Robert and Byron Buxton, man, they have been smoking the ball, all right? Um, Byron Buxton, or, yeah, Byron Buxton, he hit open the season, I think hit three home runs in three games, something like that, um, stealing bases. His his uh, his stats, if you compile full seasons, she never stays healthy. That's why he's 40 to one. Um, if Byron Buxton stayed healthy every year, he'd probably be <laughs> eight to one, nine to one, but... If this man stays healthy, same thing with Otani. A lot of people made money on Otani last year. They're like, this guy stays healthy. Um, that's Buxton. Buxton, if he plays a full year, he can win the MVP. And obviously you have Otani, who looks better as a pitcher this year still. His bat's been cold. But um, Luis Robert, 25 to 1. I could not believe this number. This is this is craziness to me. Um, Luis Robert is a Superstar. All right. Um, he was hurt last year too. He's gonna be healthy all year. He doesn't have much of an injury history. I should knock on wood for even speaking that into existence because <laughs> I also have him in our fantasy league. But yeah, I mean the White Sox outstanding lineup. I bet his um, RBI prop, I believe, too, or runs. I think RBI is yeah over 82 and a half RBIs. That number blew my mind too. He'll, I mean, some of these numbers these guys can hit by the All Star break. Not really, but some of these numbers I could not believe when I saw. But yeah, I'm stoked about my
0: MVP and Cy Young picks right now. Absolutely. So, we're going to, I'm going to skip over rookie of the year for a second. I'm going to jump to the NL. So, the NL Cy Youngs, these kind of shocked me a little bit. I can't say that I know a lot about these guys. And um, maybe some listeners out there that aren't into the dynasty baseball world like we are, these names probably aren't, you know, hard hitting names for most people. So, yeah, for the NL Cy Young, we've got Cindy Alcantara at 18 1 and Logan Webb at 15 to 1. So, I guess go into your, uh, your pedigree here and, and why you're on these guys.
1: Yeah, so Alcantara has been really good. I mean, he's been a workhorse for last year. He was a workhorse all year for the Marlins. Now, is a guy pitching for the Marlins going to win a Cy Young? I don't know, but I, I think this dude is just the real deal. I, I love Al, um, Alcantara. Um, it's just I looked at the National League Cy Young, and that one was a lot murkier to me. And I'm trying to pull up some of these uh, these futures right now, so I can see what all the other guys look like. But um, Logan Webb is a guy who he's he's struggled to stay healthy in the past, and he is the real deal as well. on a On a really good team, gonna get a ton of wins. Um, and yeah, I'm pulling these futures up right now, see, so I can talk about some of the guys that I skipped over. And of course, they're not popping up right now.
0: Anyway, well, I guess to find, I mean just to kind of fill the void while you're while you're trying to pull that up. I mean, you made the comment of is a guy from the Marlins really going to win the Cy Young? But we saw a guy like Shane Bieber win it in 2020, and the Cleveland was not good, so it's not mm-hmm. out of the realm of possibility that a guy can, uh, a guy from a lesser team can can certainly win the Cy Young. Yep, yeah. and um, Stanton, he won the MVP on the Marlins, which
1: that yeah. season was yeah. one of the most remarkable seasons ever. But still, it, it can happen. And um, Alcantara didn't look that good actually on um, in San Francisco the other day. He was pitching against Logan Webb. Logan Webb outdueled him. Um, not feeling incredible about either of these picks, but I just like the value there. I didn't like the top of the board in the National League very much at all. All
0: right. So, with that being said, let's push over to the NL MVP then, because you've got um, an absolute cracker here at Chris Bryant, 35 to 1 on his new mm. team um, in Colorado, and then Ronald Acuna at 5.5 to 1. Um, obviously, you're banking a lot on him coming back from injury and just getting off to a real real hot start but um yeah obviously Cunha is a uh, is a favorite among you know the area where we live um being that we're very close to Atlanta and we don't have a major league team here in North Carolina so uh yeah what are your what are your thoughts on on these two and what led you to like you said another guy that's on a lesser team but we just talked about how Stanton won so what's your case for Chris Bryant here
1: Chris Bryant has won an MVP before
0: Chris Cubs. Bryant
1: <laughs> is going to the best hitters park in baseball and his batting average prop. I hammered the over. Um, I think I just put two units down in my notes, but I personally put more than two units on that. Um, The Rockies lineup is really good. He's going to score a ton of runs, going to knock a ton of runs in. He's going to bat 300 at least. He's going to hit 30 home runs. Um, And just this national league MVP board was a little murky as well. And um, that's why I put uh, Acuna down. Um, Tatis is obviously on the shelf until June, maybe. Um, And Juan Soto is on the worst team in baseball, probably, the Nationals. So I and his number, as soon as Tatis got hurt and we knew Acuna was going to miss the first couple of weeks, his numbers went down like crazy, too. So I wasn't touching Soto. Now, is Soto the best player in the National League? Probably. Um, but Acuna, he apparently could start DHing in the next couple weeks or so, so he can start easing back in then and then get back to playing normal. But Acuna is just he's just a superstar, too. But ironically, I guess I shouldn't say ironically, but I like this Chris Bryant pick better than the Acuna one at thirty five to one. His number has dropped
0: down a lot as well. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. I mean, like you said, it it only it only could go down from where it started for for being in a. The best hitters part in Major League Baseball. All right, so let's move over to the rookie of the year. So obviously uh, I referenced earlier, but, you know, Nick is the, uh, you know, aptly named Fountain of Youth. He knows more about prospects than I promise anybody listening to this probably does, I guess, unless, you know my big time listens to this from like fan tracks or, or prospects live or something like that but i promise you nick knows more than than prospects than most people out there um so this rookie of the year one if there's anyone you can bank on it's it's these bets because nick follows these guys for uh for a long time in their come up so yeah al rookie of the year julio rodriguez six and a half to one i know you were probably betting this no matter what the number was yeah j-rod's
1: a superstar um He he really is. And and I wasn't going to touch this number because I didn't think he was going to be up this year. But he absolutely raked in spring training. He was stealing bases. He was playing center field. I mean, he was doing everything and he's off to a slow start of the season. Um, But he's he's going to get it all together. But J. J. Rod, like I'm like I said, he's he's an absolute superstar. Bobby Wood Jr. I think his odds are like plus 250, something ridiculous like that. Bobby Witt is also incredible. I love him too. If you want to bet him as well, you can do that. I wasn't gonna make rookie of the year odd or rookie of the year bets, despite absolutely loving the prospects and everything. But this board is just crazy. The, the American League, particularly Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Torkelson, um, and now all of a sudden Stephen Kwan is up there out of nowhere. All right, like he could win the rookie of the year, and he wasn't on anybody's odds boards. All right. Jeremy Pena was my other pick. He's Carlos Correa's, I guess you could say, replacement. They didn't sign anybody to replace Correa in Houston. And they just called up, you know, their number one prospect that nobody was talking about. And Jeremy Peña's is off to an awesome start as well. Um, and I think I got him 11, 11, 10 to 1. I'm not sure. Um, and then Adley Rutschman, he's not going to be up for a while. He's injured right now. Uh, Josh Lowe. That dude's a stud. Riley Green broke his foot. That dude's a stud. Shane Boz, a flamethrower. Matt Brash looked really good today. Another stud. Like, these guys are all in the American League. The American League Rookie of the Year um, award is going to be very exciting to watch this year. National League, not as much. Um, Say Suzuki right now, if the season ended after five days, (laughs) right? Um, Say Suzuki is the oldest rookie of the bunch. His odds are the lowest plus 250. Um, but the guys I went with were, um, Edward Cabrera, which not going to lie. I'm not super stoked on that right now. He's not up with the big league club and he's been still kind of taking it slow ramping back up. Um, so hopefully he'll get called up soon because that dude is a stud. He, he revamped a lot of things this off season and he's, Again, the Marlins do amazing things with pitchers. Jesus Luzardo, if you keep up with um, with this guy, I've been following him for years. But Jesus Luzardo struck sure out 12 batters in five innings tonight. Um, not just 12 batters, but the Angels. The Angels don't strike out. Um, well, last year they didn't, they were a middle of the pack as far as strikeouts, but Lazardo was just disgusting. Um, and then Mackenzie Gore, 40 to one. He's down to 25 to one, I believe, um, on some places, but Mackenzie Gore, like I said, he can he can help carry a team to the World Series. But um, a couple more I'll t- super quick touch on: O'Neill Cruz, love that bet. Pirates sent him back down. C.J. Abrams plus uh, seven to one, like that too. Joey Bart, he's went up a lot. He's been doesn't hit the ball off, and when he does, he smacks the crap out of it. Um, lots of good rookie bets. Um, I will say, if there's something you steer clear from. It's these rookie of the year bets. But if I did have to throw one on there, it's Julio Rodriguez. I really love J-Rod.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what about, so we have a ton of player props and win totals um, that are unrelated to awards. Um, So I guess real quick uh, before we close this out, do you have some some favorites from this list? Or do you want me to just kind of call out some that are interesting to me? Um, one thing you're
1: not going to be able to get now uh, is Chris Sayles' win total under. It was set at nine and a half, and I, I got quite a bit on that, which he's on the 60-day IL, and I texted our group chat, told everybody to hammer that. That prop you're not going to find anywhere, I don't think, anymore since the news came out, but I got that one. But um, I really like Trevor Story's under on stolen bases. 22 and a half that's just crazy to me pick Um, on the red sox
0: here
1: yeah yeah i I picked on the red sox a lot i bet xander bogart's under 26 and a half home runs and i don't have all my stats in front of me but i had a whole bible of tabs and stats and all this stuff when i went through all these player props but i think xander only topped that number once in his career maybe twice but that's off the top of my head i could be misspeaking um and trevor story the red sox don't run a ton. I think Christian Vasquez was our leading stolen base – our stolen base leader last year, and he is a slug. Like, he is not a runner. But, um, yeah, I just don't think they're going to run a lot with all the bats they have. I don't think they play the small ball game like your teams like Kansas City would because they don't need to. I mean, they're going to get a guy in first, and they're going to try to knock him in by hitting it over the monster. They're not going to try to get him to second base. And um, I think Trevor Story has only hit that number – once or twice in his career, too. I just think a lot has to go right for him to, to hit that number, and I don't see it.
0: Yeah, and then what about win totals here for for teams? I think the ones that are catching my eye, you've got an over on the Guardians and an over on the Rockies. That seems that seems interesting. Yeah, so, and like I said, I don't have all these
1: stats pulled up in front of me. I, I should have. But the Guardians, they're pitching, just like the Rays, right? They're not going to spend any money. The Guardians pitching is just excellent. They're always going to be in games. And then you got guys like Stephen Quam just coming onto the scene out of nowhere. Dude finally swung and missed for the first time this season and in spring training. Went through all of spring training, and this first week of the season did not have a single swing and miss. Um, and they have Jose Ramirez. The Indians have – sorry, the Guardians have been just – Scorching hot right now, and their pitching is always going to keep them in games. Like I said, Emmanuel Clase, um, James Karinchak, their bullpen's great, um, and their their division's not that good. Their division's wide open, so I think they're they're gonna they're gonna hit that number, and I don't think that's going to be too close either. And the Rockies, um, the Rockies are the gnat of the National League West. They always seem to give the Dodgers a hard time. They always seem to give the Padres a hard time. Not sure what their stats are against the Giants. The Giants seem to just handle business last year. But um, the Rockies just playing in Coors Field is always going to be an advantage to teams coming in, Um, right? And their lineup is excellent. And their bullpen, I mean, they signed Alex Colomay and they have Daniel Bard. Those aren't crazy exciting names, but those are two pretty solid bullpen arms. And I just think that they're going to be able to hit this number two. And I, I had some more reasonings written down and I left them you know at my school don't tell don't tell my administration that (laughs) do have some notes in my desk at school about you know sports gambling (laughs) good things (laughs) but yeah so I that was one of my favorite bets actually I'm glad you touched on those the Rockies and the Guardians overs I feel great about those um the Dodgers too that that number 98 and a half that's crazy high but the Dodgers might be the best baseball team ever assembled this year I think their number eight hitter, Cody Bellinger, might be their number eight hitter. Dude has an MVP, right? He's yeah, terrible but,
0: this year. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Now. Been a <laughs> hot mess.
1: But like that's just crazy to say. Yeah. Like their number eight, number nine hitter has an MVP. Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, like it's just ridiculous. Justin Turner, Max Muncie, um, and, and their rotation. The bottom of the rotation is a little hairy, but they get the it's most the out Dodgers. of their pitching too. I think Andrew Heaney, one of the guys I love to fade. He spun five or six pretty good innings, too, against the Twins, who have a pretty good lineup as well today. So they just get the most out of their pitchers. They got Dustin May coming back up, too, eventually. Trevor Bauer, right? Um, what's going to happen with him if he does come back? If they'll even welcome him back, I'm not going to get into that. But um, that was, that's, that's a possibility, too. And the Dodgers will always spend money. If somebody goes down, they will make a trade at the deadline. They traded for Trey Turner and Max um, and Max Scherzer last year at the deadline. They're gonna get it done.
0: Yeah, I mean I was trying to pull up um, the last time they even went under this number because it's been it's been a while and it seems like the roster only got better. So yeah, yeah that, that number definitely seems seems very low. I mean, I guess the only counter argument to that is, you know, the the teams the other two teams in that division that you like are, you know, obviously the Giants and the Padres. So that's probably the reason why, but it looks like they haven't finished under this number since 2018 when they had 92 wins. So, Hmm. um, and obviously we had the shortened um, 2020 season with COVID. So. um, And they won the world series that year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, I think we, we hit a lot of points here, but is there any, anything we missed that you want to bring up or maybe anything that, you've placed since um, since these futures that you want to touch on, or I guess just really any closing thoughts?
1: Um, looking at all these bets real quick, if there's one that you can still get in, it's definitely the Chris – anything Chris Bryant, anything Luis Robert, Chris Bryant, um, if you can get any of those player props in, still that would be very beneficial. If I could, I'd put more units on them if I could find them. But, but yeah, just – just know if you do ride with me this year, there's gonna be nights that will suck. Um, it's just the way baseball works. It's the long game. There's not you're never gonna hit the 150 to one winner with Ian, right? With me, it's just it's a long game. At the end of the year, we'll be green. It just depends on how green we'll be. And I will give you some locks if you want to just start getting your feet wet with the locks. Let's do that. But we're, we're warming up today, and I have to check some of these bets. Haven't been, um, haven't been checking this last bet. Was riding the Rockies and the Rangers over, you know, blowing a bases loaded with no outs, scoring one run, no big deal.
0: But I'm not <laughs> yeah, mad. Yeah, but like, like you said, it's, it's very much the the slow burn here of of kind of building up your bankroll over the course of the season. Um, it looks like so far Nick's been allocating like somewhere between like what five to eight units per day um on you know five or six games uh per day so obviously yeah just like he said tune into his twitter again at, at nick's mlb picks um before noon each day to kind of see who he's on and then i know from time to time he'll get some live ads out there or he may hit something the night before because mm-hmm. i know he does a lot of his prep the night before so yeah his twitter is obviously the best place to find those picks uh, i'm still trying to give it to get back on action network but i don't think that's going to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> so. no sir I thought about it, thought about it after um, we started the year off with
1: two, two minus days, shout out Corbin Burns, but um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good today, so Action Network is not been good to me, it seems like I would, you know, put my best tickets, it's like, alright, this ticket, like, you could parlay this thing, we got six bets, they're all gonna hit, put it on Action Network, boom, one for five on the day, like, it never <laughs> fails, and I even did it during spring training. I was like, you know what? Let's get back on action network. We're going to do a better job tracking everything this year. Boom. Oh, and five, the only Oh and five day of spring training was on action network.
0: <laughs> All right. So hashtag not sponsored by action, network for Nick's MLB pins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that being said, guys, I think we'll close out for this little, well, this bonus episode that turned into a, actually a pretty long episode, but uh, hopefully you guys learned some, uh, Uh, some content here that maybe you weren't in on before and maybe Nick convinced you, or if not, you know, like you said, tune in every day and and maybe you'll catch on to, to some of Nick's, you know, K props or unders or, you know, whatever it may be. So, Mm -hmm. with that being said, Nick's Nick, appreciate you, uh, appreciate you joining us tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you later in the season. Maybe at some point we can, we can catch back up and, and see how these are going. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you guys for having me on. Yeah, of course. All right. We'll see you guys next week.